Okay, so we're going to do a piece on Parshchai Sarah from the Siva Shalom, as we've been doing. I, I, picked, I chose a, a shorter piece this week. We'll do, I think, more of it. Um, again, I, I'm trying at least at this point to, to uh, follow the Nesiva Shalom's derech, pieces that, that, that show his derech, and he tries to create several questions and then to give a, like a theme that sort of explains what's going on in the Parsha and how he sees the development of the Parsha. So we spoke last week a lot about Avram's chesed, and two weeks ago we spoke about Avram's chesed, and he's going to continue with that. But he starts off with some, some more well-known questions. Starts off by he, by you. I didn't underline all the paragraphs because the first two paragraphs we're going to do the whole paragraphs and then we'll skip around a little bit. So the parasha opens with us being told how long Sarah lived. She lived 127 years. Upirish Rashi, Uberashi, Rashi says, kulan shavin Right, well-known Rashi also that all of, all of Sarah's um, years were were equally good. All of Sarah's years were equally good. The Rizhan Rebbe says, Hiksha, and this question also I'm sure you've heard, but, uh, well, this one less, may be less popular than the next one. Chazal tell us, although the Gemara is not so clear, that but the Gemara tells us for sure that Vayihi Bimei is Lashen Tsar, but even the Lashen Vayihi, when we have the Lashen of Vayihi, uh, it's usually a language of something negative happening. The Gemara does say that Vayihi doesn't have to necessarily mean negative, doesn't have to necessarily mean something painful. Vayihi Bimei certainly does, the Gemara in Megillah, um, but... But Vayihi also is an indication of Lashen Tsar. So his question is, the original question is, that if the Pasuk here says, that the days of Chayisara, which is the Lashen of Vayihi, which is Lashen of Tsar, if it's a Lashen of Tsar, how does Rashi say that all of her years were good? And then he asks the more famous, which is really part of the same question, in general, we need to understand. It needs explanation. How could you say about Sarah's life that they were all good years? She had a difficult life. Right? Chazal tell us that all of Avram's ten nisyonis, Sarah went through as well. They were partners in everything. She went through the Asar nisyonis to some degree, maybe not exactly like Avram went through them, but she went through them as well. And we know the difficulties. She was, she was Chazal tell us, that the, the, the reason why she had such a reaction to the news about Yitzchak was because she was incapable of having children. Biologically, she was incapable of having children. She didn't have a womb. She, was, she had a difficult life. She never thought there was any chance of her having children. She had the stories with Hagar. She went through, she was taken captive by Paroi. She was being taken captive by Avimelech. She, nobody would say that Sarah had an easy life. She was traveling with her husband. It wasn't, she, she experienced the famine. Lloyd was her nephew when Avram went to, to war with with. with with the kings to save light. It was not, nobody would consider that to have been an easy life. So the question is, how is that, that Rashi tells us that they were all equally good? Maybe the last 37 years before she died, when she had Yitzchak, she, maybe those were good. Maybe there were moments of good in between, but it's hard to say that she had a, 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 very, a very good life. Is there any other character in Tanakh shouldn't use the word character, that's a little bit uh, denigrating. Uh, any other personality in Tanakh that 
we have this kind of language where we have Rashi saying that they were all equally good. Right? And we know all the Mepharshim on Rashi explain that she was a tzaddik, and just like when she was 100, she was like she was 20, and when she was 20, she was like so. There were other tzaddikim who lived in Kal Yisrael's history. We never have this kind of statement about any of them. This is not said about any other tzaddik or tzaddikis. We don't have this kind of, kind of Lashem. And it's, so it's interesting, why, why specifically Sarah? It's hard to say that Sarah was the only one who lived a consistent life her whole life. He says, similarly, a question is, later on in the parasha it says, Avram was old with days, and Hashem blessed Avram with everything. Bakal, with everything, is a pretty, pretty comprehensive uh, statement. This is the epitome, this is the, the epitome of any kind of bracha. He had everything. He had, I don't know if this thing, I don't want it to not record again, I'm sorry, I'm just checking. Uh-oh, yeah, it's still recording, okay, sorry. Um, uh, so last week it, it stopped recording on me and I had to re-record it, so just if I check. Okay. This language that Hashem gave him everything, we don't find by any other tzaddik in Jewish history either. So what's going on here? There's something obviously that the Torah is trying to impart to us uh, with, with all of this. Okay, so, so, that's, so that's, those are the questions that he's going to answer. But as he generally does, we're going we're gonna to talk about the life of Avram and Sarah and then come back to these questions. So therefore we can explain. Just the questions we asked was Rashi said, uh, Rashi said that all of Sarah's years were, were good. The Lushan of the Pasuk indicates that there was Tsar. How can we call them good if there was Tsar? And... Um, why specifically by Sarah do we have this kind of language, and why specifically by Avram do we have the bracha of Bakal? So now says the Rebbe on page Kuflam and Aleph on the copies there. I combined some pages to make it less uh, less trees uh, sacrificing their lives. Vyeshlemer Inyan dehine ksiv in the pasuk in Tehillim says ki amarti oylem chesed ibana, which we discussed last week. That pasuk that Hashem built the world on a foundation of chesed. Hainu shabinyan haolam oymid kuli amidas chesed. The entire structure of the earth is built on chesed. Chesed is the foundation of the world. Therefore, the world of Tikkun, going up until Avram, from the time of Adam to the time of Avram, we saw a, uh, a degeneration in the, in, in the world. We saw the world failing further and further. We saw the world falling apart, right? Till Noah, for sure. But even after Noah re- repopulates the earth, we see that the world getting worse and worse every year. And Avram Avinu is the first one to come around to start to fix the world. Even Sadiqim that we had before Avram Avinu were trying to just hold things you know, prevent things from getting worse. But we don't see them fixing the world. Avram Avinu begins this, this process of trying to fix the world to some degree. The reason why this is Avram is if the world was created based on chesed and Avram Avinu embodies the midah of chesed, Avram Avinu is always our exemplar of chesed. So Avram Avinu is the one who can fix the world because he's the one who's tuned in to what, what makes the world tick. 
V'zehu kol inyan parshis elu. That is, and if, if, if you've heard these shu, if, if we've, you've learned with us the last two weeks, you see this from Lech Lecha to Vayera to Chayesara, there's a major focus on the elements of chesed. Parshi Yosef shal Avram Avinu. These are the parshas of Avram Avinu. Lamdenu eich shal yideh chesed shal yhischel binyan elmatikin. How he started to work on the world of correction, of correcting the world. Vayinyan amiyuchad shal midas chesed. What's the unique thing about chesed? Hu kumoy dechsev chesed kel kol hayoyim. There's, a, a, there's an element of chesed that is that Hashem is doing chesed all day. Hashem, chesed kelkoyim, Hashem is busy with chesed all day. It's also a pasuk in Tillam. I looked at Rabbi Nun Bey's pasuk Gimel. He quotes the Kubriner who we discussed uh, the first week when we gave the introduction was one of the Rebbeim of the first Slonim Rebbe. This is a concept you might have heard by, by certain chesidim. This is, very, this, is, this is very fundamental that a person has to find a way to do a chesed every day. You have to do some sort of chesed every day. A person should not go through a single day without doing some kind of chesed. That's a very strong language. But he says that a day on which a Jew did not do chesed, some kind of chesed, does not count as a day of his life. It does not count as a day of his life. similarly. These psukim that we said that the world is founded on chesed and Hashem is engaged with chesed all the time. The, the chesed that comes from Shemayim, that we all daven for every day, we all need every day, comes because we do chesed down here. By virtue of the fact that a Jew does chesed, that draws more chesed down from Shemayim. A person has to look for ways to do chesed for his friend or for somebody every day. Right? It doesn't have to be necessarily writing a check. It could be something very simple as saying good morning to somebody who needs to hear a good morning. Right? But something with his body, with his money, with his soul. To learn something with somebody. Or somebody who's having a bad day to give him a little bit of chizuk. By doing this chesed, He's mashpia chesed in his life and in the life of the Jewish people and in the world. He brings down chesed. You open, if you think of chesed almost like a faucet. By doing chesed, you're turning the faucet that allows chesed to flow into the world. This is unique about chesed than all the other midas. Every other midah has times when you have to use it, right? So when a person is, feels that a certain taiva is overcoming him, so he has to tap into the midah of Yira. But if he's not facing that at that moment, he doesn't have to tap into Yira. And every Midah is like that. Not every Midah has to be used specifically every day. It has to be used when it's needed. But it, you, sometimes a person maybe goes a few days and he doesn't need to tap into certain Midahs. Chesed is the only one where we have these statements that you have to engage in Chesed every day. You can't have a day go by without Chesed. Because we know the concept that Hashem is our shadow. That, so whatever we do, Hashem, Hashem uh, responds in kind. Midah connect. Other concepts like that. When a person does chesed, so he brings chesed uh, down to the world for himself. 
and for others. So you might say, okay, maybe I don't need chesed today. So he deals with that. He says, You need Hashem's chesed every day. Each of us needs Hashem's chesed every day. We can't go, we wouldn't survive a single day without Hashem's chesed. Hashem gives us life. Hashem gives us every, everything we have is from Hashem's chesed. So we need chesed every day. If we need chesed every day, we need to be engaged with chesed every day because we said the way to open up the, the faucet of Hashem's chesed is by engaging in chesed. So if we need chesed, we have to engage in chesed every day. We wouldn't last even a single day if we didn't have Hashem's chesed. Therefore, since we need Hashem's chesed every day, we have to engage in chesed every single day. That's what the Pasuk means when it says, I built the world on chesed. This is true for the world at large. This is true for the world at large, that the world at large needs chesed. We see that we, we, even with what's going on in the world, we need, we need tremendous chesed from Shemayim. And we need it in all of our personal lives. Every single person needs Hashem's chesed. Okay, so the next paragraph, I'll just, he gives the examples of how much the Torah stresses chesed over the last two parshas, right? So he talks about, he starts off with Avram at the beginning of parshas Vayera. I'll just read a little bit of this paragraph outside, that Avram is sitting the, uh, three days after he got a bris milah at 100 years old. So we imagine he was not, it was not very comfortable. He was, he was in pain. It wasn't so comfortable. It was a hot day. Hashem made it on purpose a hot day. And he's looking, he sees people off in the distance. He runs to greet them because he wants to do chesed. So we see already Avram Avinu is not just somebody, and we'll see more about this on the next page. Uh, Avram Avinu is not somebody who just waits for opportunities of chesed to come to him, but he goes looking for them. He wants, he wants opportunities to do chesed. Right, and he uh, <clears throat> um, he was he was so hot, and, and we as we discussed last week a lot, he gave up the the ability to sit with Hashem, the right to sit with Hashem, his own spiritual growth, looking for opportunities to do chesed, right, and then uh, and then we also see this uh, when it comes to uh, arguing with Sadaim, right? We said that Sadaim. When Sodom was the absolute opposite of what Avram Avinu was. They stood for everything that Avram felt was wrong with the world. They were the exact antithesis of, of Avram Avinu. And yet he davens for them. And yet he, 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 doesn't, he doesn't stop. He's looking to do chesed. Avram Avinu is the one who's always looking to do chesed. Um, we see even this week's parasha opens with him trying to bury Sarah. Which, as we know, Chazal call a chesed shal emes. We see that every story about Avram Avinu has some element of chesed there. Okay, so just keep that in mind for a minute and then just read the last three lines of the paragraph. The Torah is telling us in all of these parshas, the last three parshas, that the greatness of Avram Avinu's chesed, this is what he started to build the world of correcting what had been uh, ruined over the past 20 generations from the beginning of time till Avram Avinu. Okay, it says, now, when we come to this parsha, what happens after he buries Sarah? We open with the parsha of burying Sarah. Then we have the long, the whole middle of the parsha deals with Eliezer going to look for a shidduch for Yitzchak. And we know, and I don't have to read you all the stories, but you can just see the line in the middle there that I underlined, that we see that when Eliezer goes... He, he, he introduces the idea that the, that the, the Torah says about Eliezer, you see how chaviv the sichasan shel avdei avais, that even the, the, the regular speech of the servants of our fathers, how precious it was to Hashem. The whole parasha is basically Eliezer having the story and then retelling the story, right? That's, that's a big chunk of the parasha. 
how chashiv it is. He says that if, if, if Eliezer is identified as Eliezer Ever Avram, he also was based on the Midah of Chesed. And how does he decide how he's going to find a girl for Yitzchak? The tests that he, that he devises are all based on chesed. He wants to see whether she's going to give to drink to him, to the animals, right? She wants to see if the, he needs to find a girl who's a balas chesed for for for, for All of the tests, he didn't ask like how learned she was or if she was a yare shemayim. He wasn't looking for other characteristics, right? I don't know, uh, you know, the shidduch world today, there's a lot of things that people look for on the shidduch resume. Eliezer really was only looking for one thing. Is she a balas chesed? How far her chesed extends? He didn't ask. He didn't ask any other any of the other questions where her father davened, where she went to seminary. He didn't ask any of those questions, right? He only asked what was her level of chesed. And if you if you if you go down, he says ve'etzem hadover. What's the explanation of this? Where I have it underlined. Shani soyin hayin dafka b'midas hachesed v'loy b'sharnyanim. Why? Why? There's no other way to find a good Jewish girl than just based on her chesed. Chesed is very nice. It's a very nice element to look for. But there's other nice ways to find a good, a good girl for, for, for his master's son. Eliezer knows that he's more than just finding a shidduch for his master's son. He needs to find the appropriate wife for Yitzchak who can bring Yaakov into the world. We know just that by way of introduction, Avram is the Midah of Chesed. Yitzchak was almost the opposite, obviously in a holy way, and obviously he had Chesed also, but Yitzchak, Yitzchak embodies Yira. Yaakov is the balance of the two, right? I mean, without going into it, it's a whole different shear, but Avram Avinu's Chesed, Chesed without being tempered by Yira, creates a Yishmael. Right, there was an element of, of Avram that had to be weeded out with Yishmael. Yitzchak's Yira, without being tempered by, by love, by chesed, ends up in an Esav, who's a cruel murderer, right? So Yaakov is the one who finally balances it. So Eliezer understands that his mission is not just to make a shidduch. He, he's looking for the shidduch that's going to, to, that's going to bear Yaakov Avinu, who's going to be the Bechir Sheba Avos, the choices of the Avos, who's going to have Mitos Shlema. All 12 of his children are going to be Tzadikim. Yaakov Inu is going to build Klag Yisrael. So Yitzchak understand, Eliezer understands that it's not just a wife he's looking for Yitzchak. He needs somebody, he needs the right partner to help Yitzchak build this next generation that's going to then create Klal Yisrael. So, uh, that's the balance of Chesed and Gevura, of Ahava and Yira, of Chesed and Yira. Therefore, he knows that he needs a girl who's going to be completely Chesed. Because Yitzchak, as we explained, was the Midah of Gevura of Yira. He needs her. He, he needs his counterpart. Yitzchak needs the Chesed balance. Rivka Tiakula Chesed Yaakov. They can have Yaakov. Maybe this is the source for opposites attract. Right. This is the idea that Yitzchak and Rivka almost had to be opposites in order to bring ya- about Yaakovinu. Um, and therefore, look. Just skip two lines. She has to be perfect, complete in the Midah of Chesed. Right? And then he makes the point, he says, why is it that Eliezer tested her with, with giving to drink to camels? Why not bring other people? Avram had, Avram had plenty of money. Avram was a very wealthy guy. There were probably other people who worked around the estate. Why did he take like a little entourage with him and see if she would give to drink all the people? Why specifically camels? So he says, he quotes a Bermayim Chaim. 
On the next page, this is the underlined part. So we always, we tend to use them interchangeably in davening. We talk about chesed and rachmim. But he says, if you think about them from an academic perspective, chesed and rachmim are two different things. Right? Even the way we translate them in, in, uh, in English, you could, you could start to see the difference. Chesed we translate as kindness, and rachmim is mercy. So he explains. Mercy is a reaction to the person. It's something that's inspired in me when I see the person who needs something. Right? So if I see somebody who's down on his luck, I, something, I'm a human being. I have emotions. I have empathy. I feel that this person needs something, and I'm inspired to do something. It's very nice. It's a, it's, it's a very important madrega, and Jews are identified as rachmanim. We're supposed to be merciful. That's beautiful. I see somebody who's suffering through something, or he's in pain. It touches my heart. It touches my heart. And I'm inspired to help this person. I see somebody, right? Even think, of, let's take a simple example. You see somebody trying to cross the street with too many shopping bags. And it, there's discomfort. And it's, so you're inspired right away to run over and to help, right? That's very good. It's a very good thing. It's a very, it comes from a very good place. But it's a reaction to the fact that the person's in pain. I see somebody in pain that bothers me. That means I'm, as a good person, as a good human being, it bothers me. And, I want, and I'm inspired to help. That's excellent. That's fantastic. But that's not the highest level of chesed. But that's lower than chesed. It's great, but it's lower than chesed. Because this person, the, the, the rachamim, He's inspired in reaction to somebody who needs something, right? Halavai, we always noticed somebody near us in pain and always reacted. That would be amazing. But there's still a greater level. There's still a greater level. The ish chesed, the Avram Avinu, is not just looking to alleviate somebody's pain. He's looking for opportunities to put chesed out there in the world. He doesn't, it, even if he sees nobody who needs anything. So you could be forgiven for, for thinking, Look, everybody around me is doing well. Everybody I know of, I don't know of anybody who needs anything. So I could sit back and take the day off, right? Everybody's, everybody seems to be okay. And even if I, I really inquire and I know everybody is, is okay, so you could take the day off. Avram Avinu wouldn't take the day off. When he was sitting outside the tent talking to Hashem, there were no guests around. That's why Hashem made it so hot. There would be no guests walking by. But then Hashem saw, right? Why did the Malachim come? Because Hashem saw that it was bothering Avram Avinu that he was doing Why? So from a level of rachamim, that's fine. There's nobody here who needs to be fed right now. Then you don't have to go feed anybody. But Avram is bothered. I need to put chesed out into the world. I want the ability to do chesed to somebody, for somebody. And if I don't have somebody who needs it, I need to go find somebody who I can do it for. Okay. That's why the parshas are filled with Avram's chesed. Not that it, what, he just happened to have the most opportunities to do chesed. No, he was always looking for places to do chesed. If he didn't know of anybody who needed chesed, he went looking for new, new places to do chesed. Right, when we were kids, we were taught that he had a tent with four doors and people walked by. But Chazal tell us that when people didn't walk by his tent, he went out to the main intersections to try to find people. 
Did you have something to eat? Did you, do you need something? That was who Avram Avinu was, as the Ish Chesed. And that's what Eliezer was looking for in Rivka. That's what he was looking for as a mate for, for, for Yitzchak. He was looking for somebody who was not just a Baal Rachamim, but a Baal Chesed. Somebody who was looking for Chesed. And that's why he explains... He says that when you see somebody who just came in from a long journey, when Rivka saw Eliezer and wanted to give him something to drink, that made her a rachamim. But he didn't know where her level of chesed was. When she starts feeding camels, and it's no coincidence that it's camels who don't really need water, she's looking for something to help. Look at the underlined lines. The person, the ish chesed, who has no opportunity to do chesed, He's pained by this. It bothers him. He can't handle it. How can I find other opportunities to do chesed? Skip down to the, to, to the bottom. That's why he wanted to see if she would also offer. Remember, he didn't ask her for water. Eliezer in his test didn't ask her for water. It certainly didn't tell her that the camels need water. But she was looking, who else can I give water to? What else can I give water to? Even with animals, she, was, she, she felt that she wanted to, be, to give. That's who he says Hashem prepared for Yitzchak. So the last two paragraphs, we have a few minutes. We're going to read most of it uh, because there's some amazing Yisoyed this year. He says, V'alpikala Amr, right? Second column on page, page Kuflamid Beis. Pikala Amr, Yesh Loimer. After everything we've said, remember, we, we asked these questions at the beginning of the Shir. Why did Hashem count 127 years of Sarah? Why is he, Avram the only, and she's the only one where Rashi says a line like Shav and Letoiva, that all her years were equally good. We asked, were they really equally good? She had a difficult life. Why was Avram the only one said Bakol? He had everything. And then we took a little bit of a, of a detour, and now he's going to bring it back. He says, Rashi said they were all equally good. She went through a lot of difficulties. Sarah Menu did not have an easy life. She didn't have an easy life. The Chazal tells us, that Tzadikim, the beginning is difficult. They go through suffering. They go through difficulties. At the end, they have uh, tranquility. They have tranquility. And the question is, what does the Medrash mean? These are the tests, right? We know Avram had Asar and Nisyonis. He had 10 tests. The tests, the difficulties that a tzaddik goes through, uh, through their life, that is the tchilos on Yisurin. Because when a person suffers, it's also our tests from Hashem. We don't understand it. The fact that we don't understand it is part of what makes it difficult, right? <clears throat> if a person knew exactly what the test was and what it would result in, it would make the tests a lot easier to, to get through. Now, not that they would necessarily be easy, but if a person know, knew you're going to go through this difficulty for six months and then you're going to have this at the end, it would make it a lot easier. But that would take away from the test element of it. Very often, the hardest part of the test is not knowing what's going on. Like, why am I going through this? That sometimes is the hardest part, part of the test. The end is tranquility. That part of the Nisoyinus, besides the, what, what the Nisoyin proves about the person, besides what the difficulty 
but it, it, what it also does is it changes the person. It makes the person grow, right? It, 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 it has an effect on who that person is. We know that some of, the, some of the most successful, influential people became that way because of the difficulties they had in their life and then they were able to be able to pay that forward to other people. That's, that's part of what makes a person grow. Right? A person who's born with the, with the silver spoon in their mouth and never encounters any kind of difficulty and has that life that's completely easy, we don't have to look too far in, in, in world history that some of, the, some of the royal families that raised their children you know, in, in bubbles, they didn't make the greatest leaders or rulers afterwards. Their fathers had been successful leaders because they themselves had gone through a lot to get to the point where they were able to lead other people and they were able to understand what people were going through. That's part of the Nisyonis is what creates who that person becomes afterwards. It says in the Pasuk, that Hashem tested Avram and Nesatliriecha Neslis Noises. So the Pasuk tells us that it was a Neslis Noises, you could translate either as a, as a miracle to be publicized, or you could tra- translate, Naseless Nisus is referring to like a ship, the mast on a ship, the flag on a ship that gets pulled up is a nase, flag is called a nase, lehisnosis, to, to, to be elevated. This is, notice the word nisoyen, nase, naseless nisus, who naseless nisus, nasan ulegadlin, it elevates you, it lifts you up. It's difficult at the time, and it could be very dark at that time, but that when a person comes through that, and a person grows from it, it changes who he is. Like the flag on a ship that becomes elevated. By overcoming, every time a person goes through a challenge, and by the way, it doesn't have to be, Avram Avinu was obviously... We're not on Avram Avinu's uh, level. But every little nisayan that a person has, something that doesn't go right, how he reacts to it. It could be something minor. You know, you, you went to the bank, they told you they'd have the paperwork ready, and you end up sitting there for 45 minutes because they don't know what they're doing, right? Just how you react to that could be a nisayan. That could be a nisayan on our level. And that gets me to now be a, diff- a better person because even though that was an uncomfortable 45 minutes and we're not wishing it on anybody, but, that, but, have, but the way I come through that informs who I am afterwards and changes who I am and, and makes me bigger and greater because, of, because I went through it the right way. Or the reverse, very often the reverse, right? It's not just a timeline. He's saying that when the Medrash says that the beginning is Yisur and his difficulties, his suffering, and the end is tranquility, it's not just a timeline. Uh, the first few years of their life, they had difficulty and then they had tranquility. It's cause and effect. The difficulties that they had earlier in their lives is what brought them to that tranquility that they had later on. That's what brought them to that place that they were able to enjoy that tranquility. The very purpose of those difficulties was to bring them to this place of tranquility and greatness at the end. Right? We all know, last week there was a lot of discussion about whether... There's a medrash that says, I'm not sure which was the worst Nisayan, Lech Lecha Me'artzecha or the Akedah, right? And the question is that clearly the Akedah was more difficult, right? And we, the Torah indicates. So, okay, so there's answers on that, but that's, that's, a, that's a side point. But the idea is that even that at the end of that discussion is the Akedah was Avram's worst Nisayan. That was his most difficult Nisayan, right? And after he goes through that Nisayan, he goes through 10 tests in his life, and he goes through this difficult, difficult Nisayan. Then when does Hashem, what does Hashem say to him? 
Right, he gives them all these brachas. I'm going to, I'm going to multiply your children. They'll conquer their enemies, which we should just say on main, which we should see that bepoil very quickly. Every every time he went through an isayin and he accomplished. He he earned more brachas. He was able. To, he was. He became a kli for Hashem to give him more brachas. So, we see this by Yosef Tzadik also, right? Yosef went through very. His brothers threw him into a pit to kill him. They sold him into slavery. He ends up by this by the, in this home, and he has it good for a little bit there. And then the wife frames him. He goes to jail for twelve years. But what did that ultimately lead to? Straight from that prison, he became a king. He became the second in command. He became the king. It's not that, oh, he went through this and then he became king. Because he went through this, he became the king. That was the process he needed to go through. That's why he earned becoming the king. Yosef is the only one of the 12 Shvatim that we count as one of the spheres, as we count, right? We have... Uh, we have Avram Yitzchak Yaakov, Moshe Aaron, Yosef, and David. Yosef is the only one. That's what allowed him to become. He corresponds to the Midah of Yosef. That's what brought him to this. And now he ties it all together. He ties it all together. Maybe we'll even finish a couple minutes earlier. So we ask, like, why is Sarah the only, the only person in, in Jewish history that it says, Kulan Shavala Toiva? We never, we don't have it about anybody else that it says that all their years were good. There were other tzaddikim, tzidkaniyos, that you could have said this about. So he says, he says that that this ties back to the Midah of Chesed. Right? We mentioned before that Sarah went through all the Nisyanis with Avram Avinu. But she also went through all the good stuff also. All of Avram's Chesed was also Sarah's Chesed. Right? When the Malachim came, who was cooking in the bag? Avram was shechting, uh, the, 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 was serving the meat. But, uh, but Sarah was making the chalas, right? Uh, it, they were a partnership. The four corners of the tent were open, and, and he says here, he quotes, Chazal, the, the, the Medrash tells us, They had concurrent classes. Avram was giving shurim to the men, and Sarah was giving shurim to the women. It was, it was a partnership. They were both all in on this chesed project. She was his partner. So you'll ask, like we asked, one of the questions we asked, their lives were very difficult. How could you say that they were all good years? That's what the Torah is telling us. They were all good. Why? All of the difficulties and suffering that she went through. was by design of Hashem. Hashem Kel Deus, who knows everything, to bring her to the Tachlis, that she could look back at the end of her life and say, it was all good. Why? Even those difficult years, I had that really bad year 12 years ago, but without that bad year, I couldn't have accomplished what I accomplished today. She was able to see that. Because Rogue was showing her that through chesed, showing us, that through chesed, you could see that. If your life is filled with chesed, if like we said before, that you do chesed every single day, then you'll see that then you'll be able to see that. You may not see it right away. It may take time. Look, Sarah for 90 years was not sure what was going on. For 90 years, she's watching everybody else ha- building families, having everything they wanted, and she's not. But at the end, when she sees, 
through the power of chesed, she sees how she needed to go through that to be able to raise the Yitzchak, who's going to be able to marry Rivka and have Yaakov and build Klag Yisrael. She needed that. And she was only able to see that because of the chesed. Through them, through the difficulties that she went through, she was able to reach the, the, the apex of, of good. And she, the whole Klai Yisrael comes from that. The whole, all of us, every, every good deed in Klai Yisrael's history comes from that. This is what the Torah is coming to teach us. If a person is Isaac in Chesed, if you're engaged in Chesed, like we said before, every day, to find some Chesed to do, He's promised, he's guaranteed that Chesed will come to him. And they'll draw Chesed that will be able to look back and say, it was all Chesed, it was all good. So one of the pshatim on Avram Zakin Babayamim, right, is that a person could live a hundred years, but you know, if he looks back and you say how many of those days were good days, you know, maybe he has a few that he can point to. Avram Avinu was Zakin Babayamim. He came with all of his days. Why? Because as we explained, every day was an opportunity for Chesed. He was looking for ways to do Chesed to the point that if he didn't have an opportunity to do Chesed, he was in pain. That's how he, Avram was blessed with everything. We said also, that was one of the questions we asked at the beginning also. Why is Avram the only personality in Tanakh that it says he, got, he had everything? No one else does it say he had everything. Avram had everything because he was able to look back at every day and say that was a day that I produced something. I, I did chesed on that day. Every single day he did chesed. That's why he was blessed with everything. To complete bracha. It says that when Avram died, at the end of the parsha, Hashem blessed Yitzchak. It says that Hashem went to pay a shivakol. Hashem went to Yitzchak to pay a shivakol. We don't see anywhere else, we don't see anywhere else that Hashem went to pay a shivakol. Nowhere else in Tanakh does it say that Hashem went to pay a shivakol. Because Avram was all chesed, so as we said before, when you do chesed, so Hashem's shadow does chesed also. And we know there's a famous idea, you know, if there's one avil, if you ever go pay a shiva call, there's only one avil, right? It happens to some, there's only one avil. We don't change, I don't know if the Sephardim do, but by, by, by Ashkenazim, we don't change the nusach. You don't say, you say, Hamoki minachem eschem. Who's the eschem if there's only one person sitting? Eschem is plural. We don't say oischa. We keep the same lashon. We say eschem. Why? Because the, the mace is there also. You're being menachem, not just the avel. You're also being menachem, the mace. Eschem. So Hashem is the, Avram who lived his whole life. Every single day was chesed. Hashem says, I have to pay Avram the ultimate chesed. Right? We know that chesed with a mace is called chesed shalemes. Because there's no chance again. Hashem, is, even after Avram dies, he's paying that chesed. It comes from chesed. That's the lesson of this parsha. When a Jew does chesed, he brings chesed on himself. And even if a difficult thing happened in a person's life, that he should not think that that, what do you mean, I did all this chesed, and now something difficult is going on in my life. Why should I have to go through that? 
I looked up how to pronounce this word. Because all that is also chesed. Because Hashem is bringing us to our ultimate goal. Hashem blesses. And Hashem wants to bless each of us towards the end of our lives, which should be many, many years. But 120, Hashem wants to say, I blessed him bakol, I blessed him bakol. So we'll just, because we've been doing it for the last few weeks, just tie this in. I mean, the, the outpouring of chesed really doesn't need a tie-in. It's very clear the way the second that Jews heard on October 7th, the second, wherever you were, whether you were in Eretz Yisrael, whether you were in, in New York, whether, wherever you were, the immediate reaction of a Jew was chesed. What can I do? What can we do? What can we do? We didn't know the people. We didn't, nobody, people didn't know who they were sending things to. People, I mean, we, we, we were in Eretz Yisrael. We were fortunate to be in Eretz Yisrael. Uh, and Matziyantif, uh, people were like going through their closets, finding like packaged socks and underwears to send to soldiers. Nobody had any idea if they even needed it. Right? There wasn't Rahmanis, there wasn't reacting to, I know he needs this, therefore. But people were saying, oh, soldiers always could use socks and, and underwear, right? So people were like, it was just, that's that outpouring of chesed that we got from Avram Avinu. We should all be zaycheh to see that chesed be repaid many times, and we should see an end to this situation with Mashiach, Bimher, Amenu.